the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. There's a concept called the friendship factor. Yes, the friendship factor. This friendship factor says that some 70 to 80% of people who join a church join primarily for the reason and the motive of friendships. Yes, friendships. In other words, the power of friendship tends to be a primary reason for people to join and also stay within a congregation. Now, there's no doubt about it, my friends, that friendship unites people together into a church. However, is this what truly unites the church? Is the true unity of the church based on friendships and family? Or is there something more, something more profound that unites the church than a simple blood relationship and common interests? Is there something more that makes us truly belong, truly unified? In today's epistle reading from Ephesians, the Apostle Paul speaks to the church of Ephesus, that church located in Ephesus, and he shares that the true unity within the church is produced by the Holy Spirit. In other words, we all have been called to one hope, to one Lord, to one faith, to one baptism, and to one God and Father who is over all and through all and in all. That is to say, this unity is not created by us in our own actions, but instead we have been called into this unity by the Holy Spirit. The many parts, that is you, the many parts are made one. The many are gathered into a oneness. To simply state this, we have been called to one baptism, not many baptisms held together by friendship. We have all been called to the same confession, that same confession of faith, not a bunch of different spiritual opinions held together by tolerance. We've been called together into one hope, not many different individualized goals held together by wishful thinking. You see, my friends, the downfall of having unity solely based on friendships and common experiences and similar opinions is that this does not go far enough. It does not go far enough. Permit me the opportunity to explain. If people are gathered together in unity by friendships, 
then their unity is only as good as the relationships are. Indeed, if our unity is based on our friendships and our common personal experiences and our own spiritual opinions, well, what happens when our friendships and these experiences and these opinions reach the point of contention and disagreement? Unfortunately, when unity is based on friendships and experiences and opinions alone, the church's unity is fragile at best. For example, if there are conflicts over non-essential things in the church, yes, non-essential things, such as what color the new carpet should be, or whether we should serve ham sandwiches rather than turkey sandwiches at the next potluck dinner, then the church's unity is very susceptible to being destroyed. And I might add, being destroyed by carpet and turkey. There's another problem with this as well. A problem with unity based solely on relationships and personalities. And that is the fact that friendships can come and go. For example, if our friendships come and go, if a friend ceases to be entertaining and a friend ceases to be enjoyable and encouraging, we may choose to cut ties with them and find new friends. And if we can't find new friends in the church, well, we break unity with the church and seek out more entertaining and more enjoyable friends elsewhere. Sadly, our relationships are not as strong as we would hope for they are often quite temporary and superficial. And if a church's unity is based upon these fragile relationships and personalities, well, the church's unity has been built upon shifting sands. And let's not forget how this impacts the evangelism, that is the outreach, the witnessing, the reaching out of the church. If unity in the church is based on friendships and relationships solely, the newer individuals may find it difficult to connect to the already existing relationships in the church. For example, what if a new person coming to our church does not have family connections? What if they do not work at Bobcat or do not farm? How will they connect? What if they do not have common interests with you and with me? How will they belong? What if a person has a difficult time making friends or perhaps is an introvert? How will they find unity here? Does a lack of family ties, a lack of common interests, or a person being an introvert prevent them and us from having true unity? My friends, the church's unity neither exists nor is based on friendships and personal interests alone. Instead, real unity And the church is given and produced by the Holy Spirit. Indeed, there's a better way. There's a much better way to understand unity. You see, what binds us together as a church body here and now is the unity of the Spirit. In other words, even though all of us have different backgrounds and different vocations and different last names and different ages and different ethnicities, we are called all together to one hope, to one Lord to one faith, to one baptism. That is to say, the doctrine of the Christian faith and Jesus Christ are not fragmented and divided up equally amongst all of us here. We do not have multiple saviors, and we do not have many conflicting Christian doctrines within our Christian faith. We do not have individualized baptisms 
and we do not have individualized confessions by no means and no how. You see, as Christians, each of our personal, unique stories are grafted in to a grand and divine story. God's story of redemption in Jesus Christ for all of humanity. God's story does not become a part of our individualized stories. Rather, we are gathered together to become a part of the story of Christianity that extends across this entire world and that has existed throughout the ages. We have been crucified. We've been crucified into Christ. We die in our baptisms and emerge alive together in Jesus Christ. Therefore, in our baptisms, we are united to the story of Christianity that extends to people on every single continent of every single ethnic background in this entire world. As members of the church, we join together in Christ as common sinners with a common Savior and with a common confession about who Christ is and who we are in him. To put it another way, our unity in the church does not come through a bloodline, but it comes through a faith line. It comes through faith in the promised and shed blood for us. Our unity is one in the Lord. It is one confession, one baptism. Now, we must pause and take note at this time that we're not saying that friendships and family are unimportant. We're not saying that individuality should be erased. No, instead, we are hearing that we are not alone as Christians. We are hearing that we are unified and united together in a family of faith which is more significant, deeper, and eternal. Yes, we have been united in one baptism with our forefathers that went before us, forefathers such as Abraham and Moses and Elijah, Rahab and the apostles. Unity in Christ provides a much more significant foundation for the church, and it connects us to what is called the universal church, the church that extends around the world and extends from generation to generation. Dear baptized saints, yes, dear baptized saints, The Holy Spirit is the one that produces this unity for you and for me. It is not forced upon you, but rather you are called into it. Yes, the Holy Spirit has called you by the gospel, enlightened you with his gifts, and sanctified you in the one true faith, uniting you to a Christ who is for you, uniting you together as blood-bought Christians in this sanctuary. This kind of unity is so much more profound and eternal than mere friendships. This unity of the Spirit is greater. It is a greater foundation for the church, and it grants the church the ability to weather the storms of personal struggles and interpersonal conflicts. What this means is this, that since we Christians are all members together of one body, And since we have been baptized into the same baptism for the same forgiveness of sins, and since we have that same treasure of the word and sacraments, we then should regard each other as neither better nor worse, but as brothers and sisters. We are together co-heirs of the kingdom of God, together forever. The Holy Spirit, my friends, is the only one that can cause the unity of the church. 
we do not produce unity, nor can we destroy true unity by our actions. And that is why we have been called by the Apostle Paul to the treasure and the gift of this unity that we already have here in this church. That is the reason why we are called to abide in the unity that the Holy Spirit has already created within us. Indeed, your Christian faith possesses a unifying power. It binds our human hearts together. It binds our confessions together. It is a union that endures beyond death, as we heard last week, and even beyond the ends of the earth. Because it is a unity that is created in us by the Holy Spirit through our Lord Jesus Christ. Unified in Christ. One baptism, one faith, one Lord, here and now forever. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.